Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, my first guest this morning is Leah Fletcher from Didanu. Inspired by her father's positive reaction to a cannabinoid product when treating his psoriasis, Leah decided to leave teaching behind in pursuit of the development of her unique skincare brand. Leah, before we discuss Didanu, I'd like to get an insight into your own career. Yeah, it's a bit of a, a mixed bag, to be honest. I moved from, from Ireland over to Canada in 2010, um, working as a primary school teacher. And... Uh, Went over for six months, and that turned into 10 years. Met my husband over there, was working as a teacher. Um, went on a maternity leave and decided to move into something different and started working for industry over there. Um, moved into kind of policy and regulation uh, for Canadian companies looking to get into European industry and European space. So uh, through that then... Um, I suppose I, I kind of got an itch to do something myself and set up my own company. And that's how I kind of ended up setting up Didanu. And it was your father's psoriasis that actually gave you the idea behind the business itself? It, it was. Um, it, it was an interesting how it happened, actually, because over in Canada, um, the last few years, they've been pushing for medical cannabis and cannabis to be regulated and, and legalised over in Canada. This was all happening really quickly over in Canada and as an Irish person in Canada you know you're taken aback when you move over there first and um, cannabis is, is so readily available and um, it's so mainstream over there and it, it was interesting to me to see how the regs were moving so quickly over there and people talking about how this, this plant was helping them and someone had said to me you know your, your dad suffers from psoriasis you should try cannabinoids in a topical and so he came over on holidays and we got him a topical and he tried it for the two weeks and he said, yeah, that's not too bad. That seems to be helping me a lot. And um, of course, when he went back to Ireland, he didn't have it with him and the psoriasis started to come back again. So that was kind of what got me thinking about it, to be honest. That's how it started. Okay, so how did you develop on the concept from that and actually go about commercialising it? Yeah, so I the first thing I did is I started going to conferences over in Canada to learn about this industry and did a, a deep dive into the regulations in Europe, the regulations globally to see was this actually feasible, was it something we could do. And what we initially looked at was um, CBD or hemp as a food in Ireland and Europe. And it's kind of a grey area. There's a, a lot of hurdles to kind of jump over with food and, and cannabinoids in Europe. Um, and so I looked a bit closer and realised that not many people were doing topicals or cosmetics with cannabinoids. And I realised that there was a clear regulatory path forward for topicals and cannabinoids. If we fast forward, it's an Irish skincare company which manufactures and distributes cannabis-based products. It also has its eyes firmly set on the international market, I believe. But before we discuss that, provide us with an insight into the product range today. Yeah, so we have about... Um, there's about 50 products um, across the whole range. So we have two main ranges. We have what we call our remedy range, which is the cannabinoid-infused skincare. Um, so within that range, we have salves for um, like problematic skin, like psoriasis. So that was the very first one that we worked on. Um, the, the salves are for, say, people suffering from psoriasis, dermatitis, eczema. Um, these salves will provide them a, a relief from, from those symptoms. We have hand creams, uh, face creams, 
facial serums. We recently um, launched a new product. It's probably one of the first in Europe. It's a CBG uh, facial serum, and CBG being the, a minor cannabinoid in the cannabis plant. So we're trying to do things that are, are ahead of the curve, innovative, um, you know, looking at, at compounds that are effective and that have, uh, you know, robust research behind them. And the other range we have are, are non-cannabinoid infused skincare, so your regular botanical skincare that's more geared towards non-problematic skin, so balanced skin. Um, so people can choose. They can, you know, if, if they wanted to look at um, just a regular skincare range, they go to the botanical. If they need a little bit of a little bit of a kick and a little bit of a, a more active ingredients, they go to the remedy range. And Leah, provide us with an insight into the compliance and regulatory landscape surrounding this. Yeah, it's it's ever evolving. Different countries have different compliance issues. So we can't just say, okay, let's look at these 10 products and ship them globally. We have to make sure that each country that we want to target, that we can match up the regs with that country. So, for example, um, Canada, um, right now you can't export cannabinoid products to. Uh, you can go and get a contract manufacturer over there and you can make it over there. Um, you can export throughout Europe. So it's, it's ever evolving and it's varied from country to country. And who's currently doing the manufacturing of these particular products for you? So we have our own facilities that we've set up. So we have clean rooms and we have laboratories that we've set up on site in Athlone. So everything is manufactured to GMP um, uh, standards in, in, those, in those clean rooms. Um, we have our own uh, formulation laboratory where we research all of these compounds, where we research the formulas and we put them on stability. And we have an analytical lab where we study these, these materials on site. Um, so the, the whole idea was that everything is done efficiently. Um, so from a business perspective, you know, if, if we can apply pharma standards to these natural products, we're going to be looking closely at our margins and we're going to look closely at being able to do things to scale so that we can export and so that we can look at markets abroad. The slow beauty model. Provide us with an mm. insight into that. Yeah, so the way we were looking at that was, you know, the movement towards, um, you know, people moving away from fast fashion, for example, you know, um, not buying items that, you know, that you don't need or that you're going to throw out next week, but looking at products that are sustainable. So what we wanted to look at was a number of different things. We wanted to look at, you know, the ingredients that we use, um, that they're sustainably sourced. We wanted to look at um, our manufacturing process that we're not, having a lot of waste, for example, like water waste, which is usually huge in the cosmetic industry. We want to look at products that um, are multi-purpose so that you don't need 12 face creams. You know, you don't need 12 facial serums. You don't need 30 bottles on your um, on your table in, in, in your bathroom that do 30 different things. We wanted things that were sensible, um, you know, that, that's not going to harm our environment and add more to landfill. And of course, consumers more than ever are now very conscious of allergens, chemicals, fragrances and toxins mm-hmm. in products like mm-hmm. this. So is that something that you are very conscious of setting out? Yeah, and I, that came back to, say, my dad and, and say, in our, in our family especially, we would have sensitive skin, as do most of the Irish population, actually. And what we wanted to do was look at, at um, ingredients that um, don't cause, you know, flare-ups in these skin issues. We don't use any synthetic materials in the skincare lines. So everything is an extract from plant. Um, everything, you know, is, is carefully formulated so that we're not going to be um, 
causing these allergic reactions that people are having to compounded ingredients or synthetic ingredients in other skincare ranges. And have you completed any efficacy trials with the product range yet? And if so, how have they gone? Yeah, we have actually. We got third-party case studies completed with our salves, so our first two products. We did... um, we had uh, occupational therapists follow uh, 12 participants for our skincare, our, our CBD skin cells, for eight weeks. So we had um, participants with psoriasis, dermatitis, eczema, and the occupational therapist basically followed them and interviewed them throughout the process of using these cells. Um, and the results were spectacular. We were absolutely delighted with them. And those participants turned into customers afterwards, which is always a good sign. Um, and the other one that we worked on was our CBD relief salve, which is a salve for um, muscle and joint. So for inflammation in the muscle and joint and, and the same results across that range as well. So um, we hope to do more studies with those two. And there, there are two hero products that people keep coming back for, for over and over again. And Leah, I am also hearing that there's a lost opportunity for farmers in this market currently due to some regulatory restrictions. Can you give us an insight into that? Yeah, so when we came home originally, we really wanted to be able to process our own cannabinoids from Irish-grown hemp. And it turned out to be a regulatory nightmare. So you can grow hemp in this country. Um, you can get a license and you can um, you can process the hemp seeds from the hemp. But you can't process what's called the hemp flower, where all the chemistry is held in the plant. Um that material needs to stay on site on the farm. So you can't take it to a facility like ours and process it in the clean environment. So as a result, the farmers are left just selling the seed, whereas they would be able to get a lot more money for their acre if they were able to sell the flour to a processor. So as a a result, say companies like mine that need um, a very clean CBD in their product, they're forced to go abroad and, and import that material. So there's a lost opportunity there for farmers. And I know that Dedanu now has eight to nine staff employed in Roscommon and you're heading over to Canada Christmas week to explore opportunities for export to that particular market. Yeah, we are. We're looking at a Canadian market and a West Coast um, market for the States as well at the same time. So we've our, our meeting set up with our with our um, uh, our proposed, say, um, stockists over there and, and distribution partners over there. And, and that was really our goal in the beginning and setting up was to do something in Ireland and be at home here, but, but look abroad so that the company can grow to what we want it to be. And what is it that you want it to be? Um, well, <laughs> that's it. I, like what we love is, is we love being back in Athlone, um, we love the fact that we're we're starting to get people and growing our team, and and that's the most exciting part of it is that you're creating jobs and you're doing something that you're passionate about. Um, you know when you hear your customers coming back and that they're getting on great with your products, it's just it really is a great boost. And to be able to go abroad and have your name over there and be Irish over there and have people know, um, look, that's an Irish product and, and be proud to hold it. It's it's just exciting. And Leah, finally, apart from skincare, where else do you see opportunities for cannabis-infused products in the Irish market? Well, there is an opportunity for food and hemp, of course, in the Irish market. Um, there's definitely the movement in, in the pharma industry with cannabis and cannabinoids is is growing rapidly. Um, and I, 
I see pharma um, coming in big time and, and doing some really exciting work in that space. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Leah Fletcher from Dananu, and I'd like to wish her every success in realising her growth plans. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.